and we're back with Preview Review, another episode, and it's me, your podcast host, your favorite one, Ryan Toon, and everyone listens to this podcast for me, and I guess my co-host is also here, but they're mainly here for me. Isn't that right, Tyler Ellison? Wow, I thought we had like gotten over this weird power struggle. Sorry, thing, I'm number one. Ryan has seen Joker too many times, and it's going <laughs> to his head. Da 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 da. I have all. Hey. I'm gonna do all the Joker things. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hallucinate a African American girlfriend. I'm going to laugh inappropriately. Mm, you want to hear another joke, Murray? I'm going to stick my fingers in some kid's mouth. Ooh. And he's not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Preview Review, the movie trailer podcast. Uh, it's back to normal. We had our previewees award And if you listen to that one, time. it's full of Joker stuff. It goes off the rails real quick. Um, but yeah, now I'm just down to business as usual. On this episode, we'll be reviewing four trailers for upcoming films. None of them feature the Joker. No, there's zero Joker content. No Joker stuff after now. The Joker stuff was earlier in the episode, well, like four seconds ago. Okay, ready? No, no more Joker starting. stuff in now. now. On today's episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about Birds of Prey. Fuck! How are we going to talk about Birds Shit, of Prey? We're going to talk about the Joker! <laughs> we fucked ourselves! No! It's already too late. Okay. He's gone. We can only call him Mr. J from now on. <laughs> okay. Uh, on today's episode, we'll discuss Birds of Prey, Sonic the Hedgehog, Downhill, and The Photograph. And if you're saying, gee, what do most of these three out of these four movies have in common? It's that they all come out on Valentine's Day. Aww. I the love season love. season of love. When you can take your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your fiance or your significant other to the theaters and say, look how much better the Sonic animation is than the original trailer I they released. I can't wait to see Dr. Robotnik and his sexy mustache. Mm, kinky. When he licks that <laughs> Sonic tail. Uh, meow. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not to Sonic yet. We're not there yet. We have no. to. We have to push Sonic back That's for a true. little bit. Take a take a back seat, Sonic. It's not your time yet. But you but know your what? Time will come. You know what the time it reckoning. is though. It's time for Tyler's review roundup. What a twist! Oh my gosh, Ryan! In a shocking change of events, didn't make it to the theater to see a movie that we had previously reviewed on this podcast. I saw something else, but you don't get to hear about it because we didn't talk about it previously. But I did. Tyler, what did you see? My girlfriend and I decided we were going to go to the movies like the olden days, where we didn't plan ahead and look at showtimes, but we were going to go to the mall and get dinner. And then just go to the theater and see the next thing that was playing. Ooh. Unfortunately for me, that movie was Like a Boss. So yes, I saw Like a Boss in theaters. This is the comedy with Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne. And they Hyatt. all know this garbage fire, but how was it? It, the story isn't good, but there are jokes that are fun in the movie, but they didn't need to be... In this movie. And they could have been better if they were in a better movie. If that mm. makes sense. So like, they don't know how to write a movie around their good jokes? Yes. Like, it's like, oh. Basically, whoever did the punch-up job of the script did a really good job. And whoever did the overall like story layout of the script did not do a very good job. Hmm, okay. So. It also had some weird like tonal inconsistencies. Not to the extent of Tyler Perry's um, Nobody's Fool. Ooh, I really had a good time with Nobody's Fool. almost like that Fool, where you're though. like, I thought this was a lighthearted comedy and now this is like pretty intense like drama or like at least tension that's happening more than like I would expect in just like the classic scene of a comedy where like now they're butting heads and then they're going to make up. Like it was like a little bit more than that. And I mm. was like, they but- this is kind of weird. Like... I won't spoil anything about the movie. Yes, I don't want this and spoiled. I just don't want... Well, it's not about the spoiler. I just don't want to review this movie for that long. You've but already gone It's just on. interesting. It's an interesting... Um, would you recommend... Two out of five stars. Hmm. Okay, cool. Well, to cleanse like a boss out of our palate, it's time for our opening question, Tyler. Okay. Tyler, 
we're talking about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie today, which famously redesigned their May character before the movie came out. Mm. If you were to go back and to give this level of Sonic redesign to a movie of the past, what movie would you do that to? Like, what movie is most deserving of a Sonic-level redesign? There's a classic movie that's close to my heart. You're going to redesign Casablanca? No. How are you going to do that? (laughs) Um, I think that if it were to be created today, the special effects and animation for this character in particular would be a lot better than they look if you watch the movie now. And that is the animation of Fluffy the Three-Headed Dog in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You could do it so much better and more realistic today, and it looks so weird and, like, in that, like, weird uncanny valley where you're like, I don't know what I'm really seeing on screen right now. If you watch Harry Potter 1 today. So are you just going to touch up Fluffy, or are you going to, like, improve any of the other CGI? Well, like, Dobby's really good. Well, he's not in that movie. really good. I know, the rest of Harry Potter. I'm talking about, like, would you... Well, I'm talking mostly... I mean, what else am I going to do? The sorting hat? Or, like, you could up the level of, like, CGI in the Quidditch match, or, like... I guess, like, that's the two, but Fluffy is, like, the really big one that I'm like, hmm, this is weird. And also, if you notice, they make the scene really dark. Not just because it takes place at night, but because they're like, we don't want to show, like, the animation too much. So you just kind of see his eyes glowing through, like, the darkness for most of it. Because the animation of his three heads is not that great. Wow. Or they could just practically cast it and just, like... A three-headed dog? Engineer a three-headed dog for that the movie. That would be horrifying. <laughs> I would just be like the kids and going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but they just blow him up. He's like a little cute pupper with three heads. <laughs> they just it's like gigantify a, it's like, it's like a chihuahua, but they just shoot him from a really low angle. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ryan, what movie do you think deserves a Sonic level redesign? Hmm. I think a film that pioneered the de-aging technology, but probably didn't do it that well, is Tron Legacy. Now, not a lot of people know about Tron Legacy, I think it's a great film. I love the Tron movies, but it incorporates young Jeff Bridges. And I guess it kind of works because he's playing a different character who's inside a computer and you're like, okay, it kind of looks fake. But there is one scene where young Jeff Bridges is supposed to play young Jeff Bridges in the real world. And they do a good job of like, okay, they're shooting him from the behind or like just the side or like just like the legs or something. So you're like, okay, maybe they're not going to show the face, but then they show the face and it's hideous levels way worse than Creepy Tarkin. If this was Creepy Tarkin in 2010, we would be so much more advanced by now. We need to go back. Tron Legacy revisited. (laughs) Just to fix... I don't even care about Clue in the computer, Jeff Bridges. Just the one scene. Just cut out his face. We don't even have to fix the design. It's real easy. Come on, Disney. So that's my pick. Yeah, I think technology's gotten so popular now. I mean... If they can do it to Finn Wolfhard, they can go back and do it to Jeff Bridges. Okay, Jeff Bridges and Kurt Russell are basically the same person. And they did it to Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> 2. So, plus, Jeff Bridges is already in the MCU as a Iron Monger. So they have his face on the... Like, they can just drag it into the de-aging yeah, software. Drag, drag. And then drag that back into Tron Legacy. Yeah. Alright, Ryan, well, should we jump into the first trailer of the day? Let's do it. Alright, trailer number one is Birds of Prey. This movie comes out on February 7th and is directed by Kathy Yan, who has directed two movies that I've never heard of, according to my mother and Dead Pigs. This film stars Margot Robbie, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Journey Smollett-Bell, Rosie Perez, Chris Messina, LJ Basco, Ali Wong, and Ewan McGregor. Tyler, before we get into this, we must address the elephant in the room. Mr. J. No. Oh. This film has a ridiculously long title, and everyone is just calling it Birds of Prey because it's easier. But the true title is Birds, Birds of, of Prey and, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Quinn. Ugh! Mouthful! Get that out of here! I love it. It's too much. It will never fit on the spine of your Blu-ray. It's Birds of Prey is where it needs to be, but I guess you have Harley front and center throughout this trailer, and she's the character people know, so you gotta throw her name in it. I don't know. I'm just saying the title's already Well, I think it's still acceptable to call it Birds of Prey. Yes, but 
I don't know. Because the title is... Like, we couldn't just call it Hobbs and Shaw, Tyler. We had to call it Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Well, the, the studio... trailer for Birds of Prey or the Fantabulous... No, and the... Oh, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is a really good trailer. When the first trailer came out, I was like, ooh, I'm hyped. This trailer looks really good. And then the second trailer came out, and I was like, ooh, this trailer's also really, really good. And I yes. love it, and the movie looks amazing. Ryan, what were your first impressions? I saw this trailer, and I thought, a Harley Quinn movie? Well, she was pretty cool in Suicide Squad, which was not that pretty cool of a movie. And then it just kept going on, and it became more weird, and it introduced more characters like that weren't in previous movies. And Ewan McGregor showed up, and then they're talking about incorporating Black Canary, and Ali Wong's name is in there, but she's nowhere to be found. And all these things just got me really intrigued and on the edge of my seat. And then they sing opera. Yes. So, Tyler, based on the trailer, what do you think the plot of this film is? Well, you get a better sense of the plot in the second trailer when she's breaking down basically like all of these different women have like wronged this big crime lord, Ewan McGregor's character, in different ways. So, like, Harley Quinn, she's the only one that I actually don't remember what they did, but then, like, Black Canary, like, betrayed him in some way. Um, we have, like, Rosie Perez's character is a detective that's, like, building a case against him. Um, we have Huntress, Mary Elizabeth Winston, who's, like, a vigilante that, like, killed one of his employees or whatever. Boys. And then L.J. Basco is, like, this teenager that just looks like she, like, pickpockets, like, a precious item from, like, one of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all of these different women are being, like, hunted down by this crime lord. So Harley Quinn's like, hey, like, let's just get... Let's assemble this team and, like, fight for our own freedom from under the thumb of this, like, crime syndicate. Yes. Ewan McGregor will be playing the villain Black Mask. And in the first... Because he wears a black mask. Yes, but in the first trailer, his mask was nowhere to be seen. Mm -hmm. And everyone was freaking out. But he wears it in the second trailer. But he's got it in the second one. And I think it's interesting because, at least for me, I don't have much connection to the character of Black Mask, except for outside of the game Arkham Origins, which is a spinoff of the Batman franchise video games, the Arkham games. And it's a prequel. And in that game, the big twist, spoilers, Black Mask is actually the Joker. What? Big twist. And in this movie, it's all about Harley Quinn getting away from Mr. J, that old toxic relationship. She's throwing knives at his picture and she says, I blew him up with big comic-y explosions. And Jared Leto probably isn't going to be in this film, but no. I think I think it would be crazy if he was. Yeah, it would be. But I don't think he will be. I don't know. He's busy being a vampire now, I guess. Yeah, well, he already had... He, like, had to have the forehead tattoo removed to play this new role. So, like, what, did he go get re-tattooed to be in the movie? Doesn't make any sense. Maybe they filmed the footage long ago when he oh, still had still it. still had the tattoo? Yes. Mm. Remember he was talking about all that footage that was in Suicide Squad that they cut? <laughs> yeah. And he was upset. And then they made a whole nother Joker movie that he wasn't even in and he was more upset. Oof. And now he's playing a vampire. <laughs> yeah, well. And you know. singing in 30 Seconds to Mars. So he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Um, but this movie's not about Mr. J. It's not. It no really more Joker isn't. stuff. We're putting Harley Quinn front and center, and I like it. Margot Robbie is very charismatic in this role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's kind of fun to hear her little like Australian accent slip through the like thick Brooklyn one that she puts on for Harley Quinn. I think she sounds really good. She sounds really good. I just like I can pick up on like a little bit sometimes, but like overall, like it. Whatever it is, it fits the character super well. Well, it's definitely an like, improvement from Suicide Squad. I think her accent wasn't as good there. But now, like, if you close your eyes and listen, like, it's like you're listening to the voice actor from the animated series where yeah. that role originated. Yeah. Which is really impressive. Does she do the animated show now? The new one? I don't know. I don't know. She I'd should. I'd be surprised if she did. But maybe. I don't know. She likes the character enough that she's, like, one of the producers on this film. I also like that they're giving her more costumes and different things. She doesn't just have to wear like a crop top that says little monster on it the whole time. Daddy's little monster. Daddy's little monster. Um, Yeah, so that's nice. Um, And I think that's some of the changes that we're going to see like with this being directed by a female director. Like it's going to be more empowering. It's going to be more... um, It's going to use the female characters in a more holistic way and 
complete their character development and their design as a character, I think, in a better way than, like, Harley Quinn, I feel like, really got sidelined in Suicide Squad. Like, she definitely, like, stood out in the movie, but they didn't, like, use her as much as they could have. And that's why I'm Mm. excited for this movie to, like, really emphasize, like, her character in a more, like, complete way. Because I think... I don't know, I'd push back on that a little bit because I think she's one of the, like, main leads of Suicide Squad. She is, but I don't, like, she is in the plot, but I don't think that the director or the screenwriters, like, really used her in that way. Like, I don't know, like, they don't really give her more, like, emotional or, like, character depth as much. But I think that... Well, might... I think no one in that film has character depth. Yes, so exactly. I don't think that's just specifically pinned on Harley Quinn no, in that that's movie. true. That's like I think that character. she's a character that like is deserving of that, and I'm excited to see that more in this movie. Yes. Sorry, Slipknot, you don't get your own spinoff movie, but Harley Quinn, you do. Something I'm intrigued about is that, I don't know, I'm conflicted, actually, because it's a Birds of Prey movie, and I'm excited for that, and I want to see the team, but it also seems like it's just Harley Quinn's movie, mm. which I think... Maybe they could be two different movies. But I understand that you need to have Harley Quinn to hook people in to get to, like, introduce all these new characters. But I just want to see the team. Well, would you have rather had them make, like, a standalone Harley Quinn movie before they make a Birds of Prey movie? Like, making, like, an Iron Man movie before they move to the Avengers? No. I would have rather them just make Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn in it. Just like how they jumped to Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm Mm-hmm. And how they jumped into Suicide Squad, but now they're like, we're doing it better this time. I think that also in the movie, it's going to be a little bit more, not super well balanced necessarily, but I think it'll be more well balanced in the trailer. I think the trailer is really using Harley Quinn and really Margot Robbie to sell the movie. Hmm. So they put her up front. But like, obviously, I think we're going to get more of each of those individual stories, like the detective building the case against him and the Mm -hmm. vigilante that is like working to like take out his henchmen. Like we're going to get more of each of their stories, but it's just like as an audience generically, like we don't know them as well. We like want to get sold on Harley Quinn because we've seen that character and we've seen that actress before. Okay. Okay. And so I think that that's more of like a marketing strategy right now. And then the movie's going to, I think balance that out a little bit. I I hope so. Because Back in the day when their Warner Brothers just threw everything to the wall and they said we're we announced all these films yeah. like half of them were movies featuring Harley Quinn. Yeah. There was this movie. There was Gotham City Sirens, which is like two people and one of them is Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And then there was a Joker and Harley Quinn movie, and that's two people and one of them's Harley Quinn. So I don't know. I feel like this movie. Yes, exactly what you're saying. If it's not just for the marketing and it is more in the movie, I hope that. It does it well, but then I hope they make a Birds of Prey 2 where it focuses more on the team. Right. So, I'm already excited for the sequel. <laughs> Needs more hyena in it. Oh, yes. Hyena named Bruce. And he eats licorice in a bathtub. Yeah, he's great. He looks he looks like a good pupper. It's also exciting because they went with an R rating on this movie. They stuck yes. to it. After the success of Joker, I think that they're starting to see like, oh, okay, like we can do like darker, grittier adaptations. We don't need to, like, cut everything down Mm -hmm. to a PG-13 rating. And I think, like, Harley Quinn is a really good character to be able to, like, say fuck and, like, Uh do crazy violent things um, that you wouldn't see in, like, a PG-13 rating of this movie. Yes. And when you say darker and grittier, like, I think this movie still has a lot of hope and bright colors, but, like, the themes and, like, because I feel like Black Mask is going to be a character that is full of vile and evil things. Maybe things that you shouldn't show in a PG-13 movie. But these people are coming out of the oppression and fighting back against that. So it's a hopeful, dark, gritty movie. Mm -hmm. Because when I say dark and gritty... Well, not dark and gritty in like a color palette or stylistically, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about more in like the content of like what is being Mm -hmm. addressed in the film. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like there's a lot of bright colors and things like that. Like it looks like the climax of the film takes place in like a fun house or like a carnival, which is like kind of weird. Like just like it chapter two. (laughs) That's like a very small part of it. I don't know. When I saw the trailer, that's what I thought about it chapter two too. (laughs) Okay, with the big tongue. (laughs) But still, Warner Brothers has tried this a little bit with their R-rated films, like. The Batman v Superman Blu-ray had an R-rated cut on it. Mm-hmm. 
and that version is better than the PG-13 version, but that's only because it's longer and it adds more to the story to make it make more sense. It's still, like, I don't think it's needed in our rating. Um, but then Joker, and with the success of Joker, or, like, Logan, or Deadpool, they see, like, oh, R-rated comic book movies can make money, so we're just going to give the reins to a creator in Kathy Ann who wants to make a story and will just make a good story regardless of having to stick to, like, this continuity in a universe or to a PG-13 rating. Because I feel like the DC movies are kind of moving away from being super connected with the failure of Justice League. Mm -hmm. Like, Shazam was still technically part of that universe, but it didn't feel like it. And yeah. same with this movie. Yep. Um, yeah, overall, I'm really excited for Birds of Prey. Um, and I don't think there's a single bird in the trailer, which kind of sucks. You're dropping the ball there. I mean, one of your characters is called Black Canary, but in name only. The only animals here is that hyena and... Yeah, that's it. That's it. Also, I really love the part in the trailer where... Harley Quinn's like pinned down in the warehouse and they're like are spraying with bullets and it's like through this pallet of like all these bags of coke and the oh. coke is like in the air and Harley like snorts it out of the air and then like goes wild yes. fighting back. It's That's so something fun. else you can't really do. It's like such a fun like gag that you yeah it just is so unique to like the character of Harley Quinn and like works so well. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm excited. You're excited. We're both excited. You know what else is exciting? What? Valentine's Day. Mm. What are you going to do on Valentine's Day, Tyler? I don't know. I don't really have any plans yet. I'm sure we'll do something, but... You and me? We're going to do something? No, not you. Oh, my heart. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll be on Valentine's Day all by myself. In theaters. Watching Sonic, Sonic the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. He's my Valentine. <laughs> Little cute furball Sonic. Aww. He's got those big, lovable eyes. He's cute. I would buy a Valentine's Day card that had Sonic on it. For me? For someone. Okay. Oh, but it's saying, you make my heart beat fast. No, that's Happy Valentine's horrible. Day. It has to be more, like, those cards are very specific Maybe with their like puns. It's like a gold ring, and then yes. it's like, it's really a proposal <gasps> card. Will you be my hedgehog? Be my hedgehog. When I'm with you, life speeds by. <laughs> like, I'm on speed what? when I'm with you. I'm on speed? Sorry, Mom. I'm addicted to meth. I got you this Sonic card to break the news. Why is it Mom? Who else are you telling me that you're on speed? Literally anyone that will listen. <laughs> anyone that Please, sir, this I'm on speed. This is a cry for help. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's talk about this trailer. It comes out on Valentine's Day, February 14th, directed by Jeff Fowler, starring Ben Schwartz as... He's the voice of Sonic. Sonic. Jim Carrey. He's Dr. Robotnik. Also known as Dr. Eggman in the games, but not in the trailers. No. And James Marsden. He's, he's also in this. Guy. So it looks like Sonic is actually an alien in this world. And he comes yes. to Earth and he got ridiculed. Well, he's like in hiding on Earth because he's yes. like, everyone in my world tries to steal my powers. So I went to your world. Which is not a plot of the Sonic video games. No. Like, he has a whole bunch of friends, and they don't try to steal his powers. But all those friends are not present in this film. No. But anyway, well, he's... not in the trailer, at least. How crazy would it be if they had all his friends, and they all looked like shit? And they had to redesign everyone from the ground up. Amy Rose redesign, Tails redesign, Oof. Knuckles redesign, and then... Ooh, do you know the way? Not you got the Knuckles, <laughs> No! But then they'd have to decide, is it going to be regular Knuckles or Swole Knuckles? Have you seen the new Swole Knuckles? No. Knuckles is huge now. He's got this huge upper body, but he's got tiny stick legs. Mm. And it doesn't Don't look skip good. Leg day. That was the meme. It was all yes. over the place. Anyway, um, so Sonic's there, and he's doing stuff, and he's running around and causing mayhem. But then Jim Carrey's like, I'm going to get you, Sonic. <laughs> I'm a mustache twirling you villain. And figure out the source of its power. And I'm a And James Marsden says, I'm a local cop and I am friends with this small blue creature. <laughs> He's my boy. I will do anything to protect him. It's like when you first saw Babu Frick and you said, I, I will defend him. him with my life. 
protect him at all costs. But James Marsden said this, but he said it before the redesign, so you know it's true mm, love. Yes, it's true. Looks did not matter to James Marsden, even when it was gross, like and human teeth looking, human teeth, weird round tiny eyes. eyes. Meow, Sonic. He still said, "I love you, and I will protect you." Yes. So this movie looks really fun, actually. Um, it looks fun. I'm here for some of the like little gags that they do with Doctor Robotnik. And I think Sonic. Sonic sounds really funny. Ben Schwartz, I think, is doing a great mm-hmm. job. I just like the overall, like, I guess, template of the film of, like, human character and animated character, like, buddy comedy adventure. Like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting tired of. James Marsden already did one I of those think, with Hop. Right, Hop, yeah. Like, I think that they can do new, fresh things with it. I just wish that they had tried to do something different overall instead of just, like, it seems like within that template, they're going to do some fresh stuff, but the template itself feels very, like, stale. Like, I don't think they're going to do anything groundbreaking with Sonic the Hedgehog. No. But I've got to hand it to them. I really do love the redesign of Sonic. When I see the trailer in the theater, I go, wow, I kind of want to see this movie just because I want to keep looking at Sonic. He looks really good. He looks like just like he should. I don't know what they were thinking with the November that cut. That was wild. But the February cut. The internet blew up. You remember when they first had the posters for this movie and it was just a silhouette? Like, way back in, like, I don't know, September or something. And people were like, ooh, a Sonic movie? And then the trailer came out. And everyone's like, oh, that's why it was just a silhouette. And then those silhouette posters were gone. And now they've got the new ones and Jim Carrey's face is all over it. And it's just crazy to me that, like, we're in a point where, like, Twitter can just, like, make a big movie studio be like, actually, yeah, we'll reanimate the whole movie. But... I guess that's where we're at now. I mean, it's nice that companies are listening to fans. Yes, but I worry that it sets a precedent for like other stuff. And now they're like, if they could redesign Sonic, why can't they like make The Last Jedi without any women in it? <laughs> hmm, interesting. Jim Carrey had a similar similar argument. He's saying like that he doesn't like that it got redesigned because mm-hmm. that wasn't the original artistic vision for the but, film. But, like, Sonic, like, I am here for the Sonic redesign. Like, I love the way that the new thing looks. I'm just saying, like, I guess to all the toxic fans out there, don't expect every movie, like, industry to, like, remake movies just because you don't like it. Interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting argument because this movie was remade before anyone saw it. <laughs> That's true. It's based only on the trailer. So I guess that, like, makes a little more sense. And I wish that Cats would have listened to it. They couldn't do it. Digital fur technology <laughs> was already in place. Shimbleshanks had his overalls on, and he was raring to go. There was no way they could have fixed cats just with the animation. They would have had to reshoot the movie. Well, they would have had to rewrite the movie. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay, but Sonic is salvageable. And we'll see what happens on February 14th. Yes. I can't wait. Well, well, I can. I'm not going to see it on February 14th, but I'll see it. No. We're going opening night, Tyler. <laughs> you got to talk to Veronica about that. Mm-mm. I already got tickets, but they're just for you and me. She's not invited. Well, we could go on opening, like, the 13th, because that's not Valentine's Day yet. What? Do you want to go to Thursday night showing of Sonic Is Hedgehog February 14th a Friday? Yeah, it is. Thursday night showing. Let's go. I'm down. We're making plans right now. We'll post a picture, but we'll have to post it afterwards. Because, I don't know. I don't know where my brain went with this. We can post it whenever we want. We're going... Are you saying we'll have to post it afterwards? Like, we're not going to sit down and post it right now while we're recording? Like, we have to wait till we're done I don't know what I was thinking. My brain started something and then abandoned me. I was betrayed by my brain. But I hope I'm not betrayed by Sonic and the team at Paramount. Nice. I brought it back. Good time back. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I love the most is the casting of Sonic. What about Uh, the casting of James Marsden? It's a great choice to do the voice. And Jim Carrey just looks flawless as Dr. Robotnik. He looks really funny. It It looks like a return to form for classic hijinks Carrey. And I love so much of what Jim Carrey has done in his career. Everything from The Grinch to Mm. The Truman Show. But even I, someone who does not like the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, agrees that his performance is good in that film. I don't know why you don't like the movie. It's my least favorite thing about you. But anyways. It's a bad movie. Ryan, 
What else? Key Party should not be in a children's Christmas film. <laughs> what other video game movies have there been? Well, there was the Mario Bros. movie. Oh god, I heard that with was John Leguizamo. Mm. Um, what else have they done? They did Assassin's Creed with uh, what's his oh, name? Fastbender. Fastbender. I didn't see that. I saw it. It was boring. <laughs> um, it's such an interesting premise for the game, though. I know, but it was like a boring movie, which is like Wouldn't one they of the worst make, things. Like a Call of Duty game, like a Modern Warfare one or something like that. That's just life. I thought they were going to. <laughs> <laughs> they already did that. They did Call World of Duty nineteen seventeen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I thought they were going to, but like based off of one of the actual plots of one of the games. I don't know. I don't know. They did, um, what other video game movies are there? Um, they did oh, the Angry Witcher Birds. Is on Netflix now. It's That's a show. a show, though. And I think it's based on the books and not the video game series. Yes. But Angry Birds is completely based uh, on the video yes. games. They did two of those. Totally. People seem to like those ones. I don't know. I, I could try to keep listing well, more. Well, Ryan, for this next segment... What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a video game, and you're going to have to cast the main characters okay. of that video game movie. And also give me, like, what would this movie even be about? Okay, I'm going in blind. I haven't heard the movie you're going to tell me to pitch, so let's see what we can well, do. Well, it's a pretty good video game franchise, Okay. and I know that you've played at least one installment very recently. Okay. We're going to make a Legend of Zelda movie. Ooh, a Zelda you gotta movie. you got to cast Link. you got to cast Zelda. And Ganon? Ganon, I guess. Does he get... Can I make him Ganondorf? When he's Ganondorf, he's humanoid. If he's Ganon, he's a giant pig demon. Sure, Ganondorf. I don't want the pig demon in my movie. Well, if it's a pig demon, you just choose, like, who plays the pigs in Angry Birds. Like, Jason Sudeikis or some (laughs) shit? Jason Sudeikis is red. It's Josh Gad. No, (laughs) Josh Gad is another bird. It's... Who's... Bill Hader? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Okay, so let's think. For our Zelda... We need someone that can really capture that essence. This is kind of a hard one because for a lot of the universe, Link doesn't say anything. Well, so but this that is can giving voice to Link. Yes, I'm I'm yeah. breathing life into this Ooh, breath character. Of the breath of the Zelda. Link life. <laughs> so we have our Zelda. We have to start with her because if this character doesn't seem like someone link wants to save no one's gonna it's get on her board. legend it is she's the title character and she sometimes has magic and she's sometimes a princess depends on what game you're playing and sometimes she's a pirate um so for zelda we are casting zendaya Tyler's face is shocked right now. We have to go young, Tyler. Okay. We need this franchise to live forever. Alright, I'm here for it. Zendaya has a lot of experience. Zendaya is Zelda. Yes, she has a lot of experience. This is a live action movie, by the way. No no Michi. No, it's all live action. So, Zendaya is there, and she will be the beauty and the power behind this franchise. For our Link to go and rescue or go on a quest that she puts him on and our link will be played let's think hmm link he's quiet he's stoic he's strong i don't i think link has to be blonde since i've changed so much of how zelda looks yeah i was like you're wait yeah you're changing very much about like a lot about the appearance of zelda yes but link has to be the same or the internet fanboys are going to be angry at me are you not going to show Zelda in the trailer so that they're not like, redesign Zelda? I can't redesign a person. <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> she will be in it for people that enjoy her acting prowess mm. and know what she can bring to a project. But we have to keep Link the same. He needs to wear his green hat and his green tunic. And he's got to have the master sword and he's got to be blonde with the pointy ears. He's got to have that shield. The shield can change, though, because it has in the video games. Okay, who's playing it? I'm stalling because I haven't figured it out yet. Link will be played by... Lucas Hedges. Okay. He's blonde. He can be strong. And he can be the hero we can get behind. He needs a big break. Yeah, he's like, I'm done doing Oscar bait. He never wins the movie. fucking award. He's gonna go to Nintendo. Alright. 
and the big villain, the Gerudo male Ganondorf. He has to be tall. He has to be... I need to Google what Ganondorf looks like. Ganondorf so has like green skin and orange hair. <laughs> Ganondorf is going to be played by a person that can be sinister, but also bring some comedy to the film. Are you doing live action for this too, or is this like a computer animated type character? Because it looks like kind of orcish. Yes, he, he is kind of like an orc, um, but he's huge. Um, no, he's practical. Still. Wow. So just more like makeup design? Yes, makeup and costuming. And maybe some CG elements to like make him bigger and larger right. than life. So, for this, we will be casting Adam Driver is oh, our Ganondorf. interesting. I was going to say Andy Serkis, but... Mm, that's who you think. Yeah. But no. Deviation away from it. So, the plot of this movie, basic. They are all the Triforce of Power. We have to explain all of this. It's a lot. To the audience but lucas hedges has to be i think honestly we're just gonna do ocarina of time and we're gonna have to de-age lucas hedges when he goes back in time to be kid link i love it and if you haven't played ocarina of time it's a time travel fun adventure with the zelda characters and it's a great introduced introduction to the series so that is my pitch for 2030s legend of zelda ocarina of time well 2030s and day is gonna be old. too late never mind 2023 Three. Nice. Uh, okay. We start principal production now, tomorrow. Now, today. Then we'll Someone call Lucas that. Hedges right now. Get him on board with this. Wow. Okay. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Legend of Zelda movie in our lifetimes. I think they could do it. I think they could do it too. Let's see. Now, Tyler, I have to, I have to come up with a video game franchise for you to create a movie around. Okay. Okay, Tyler. You're going to have a lot of free reign with this one. Because the movie franchise, or the video game franchise, that you will be breathing new life into is you have a big sandbox to play in. you got a lot of music to work with because you're doing rock band. Ooh, rock so I need band. you to cast a lead singer, a lead guitarist, and a drummer. Ooh, rock band the movie. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the movie too. Rock band the movie. This is not going to be a good movie, but... Okay. It's not. <laughs> I think the best way to do this movie is to have it be, like, Jumanji the Next Level style. You want people to... Inco- where it's like, like, they go they inside the video game? And then they become a real rock band in the game. Interesting. But then do they get to come out and they also have great guitar skills? Or, like, no. no. They can only hit green, red, yellow. So, I'm not going to worry about the people that are playing, like, the, I, the like avatars in the game. But here's who I want to go into the game. And well, wait. Be doing, like, if you're not worried about thing. the people going into the game, that's like who they are most of the time in Jumanji. Yes, but I'm going the other direction. So you're going to like cast the people we see at the beginning and the end, don't <laughs> Yes! You? But they're like the least sequen- like, consequential characters. Fine. I need the star power. Okay, fine. Give me Tom Cruise and Rock of Ages level. Here wow. are the people that are... Playing the instruments. <laughs> the rock band, Tyler. The lead guitarist. Who have we seen play a lead guitar? Hmm. <laughs> it's really hard because I have no idea what these people are going to look like. You'll just have to pick a random fucking actor. It's so easy. You just choose someone that you think can pull off looking like they know how to play guitar. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, rock band characters I've seen in my head. Well, they all have, like, like long hair and ripped jeans. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna have the lead guitarist be played by Timothée Chalamet. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. He's, like, an Hedges versus Chalamet again. Punker, punk rocker. He can do, like, a weird, like, a weird, like a little 80s thing with his hair, you know, like how it is in Call Me By Your Name, mm-hmm. where he's got, like, a little flock of seagulls action going nice. on. And he can be, like, that kind of vibe. Does he wear makeup? going to be a comedy movie, and I've never seen Chalamet do a comedy besides, like, Lady Bird, kind of. So I wanted to just see him do, like, weird I'm trying to think of any jokes comedy. he delivers in Lady Bird, and I don't think No, but Lady Bird was, like, classified as a comedy. It's just, it like, what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's wrong. At the Golden Globes. Another reason award shows suck. The, the, wait, what other instruments are they playing? There's the lead guitarist, the lead singer, 
and the drummer. Okay, he's the guitarist then. Because the lead singer, this is a female-fronted band. Good, I was hoping for that. And the lead singer is played by Anna Kendrick. Oh, fun. She can sing. She was. She did the Cups song. Exactly. Anna and Kendrick trolls. from Cups. Ooh, <laughs> Poppy. Um, she'd be great, and I can't wait. She's the perfect star power for this. And it's weird that she's acting opposite to Timothee Chalamet now, but I can't take it back. It's so happening. we're moving on to the drummer. And the drummer's always like the bad boy. And oh, the guy okay. in the back that's like the hunky dude. Do you think but, like, they'll smoke cigarettes? That's a thing that rockers do. But I don't think they're allowed to do it in the game because it's rated T for T. You can smoke in T games. Yeah, but I don't think that they're going to do that. Because oh, the T14 okay. is already giving them like all the like inappropriate lyrics they're allowed to sing. If they now if they're smoking and drinking on top of that, you're gonna get a hard M rating on Rock Band. Yeah, but this is a, a theatrical release movie. You can do that in PG13. Mm, okay, maybe we'll see. We'll talk about it. Okay, but the, I need my drummer to smoke, Tyler. <laughs> but the drummer for the band is gonna be played by. I'm sorry that I don't remember your name, but it's the guy that plays Ned in the new Spider-Man movies. Oh, Jacob something. Yes. He's him. bald in real life. Yes. And is he wearing a wig perfect. or is he staying bald? No, he's got a bandana on. Like a, back, like a skull and crossbones bandana. That's interesting because I never think of him as the bad boy, which is what you... But he's going to be now. Okay. Interesting. And what the, what's the plot? Is it still Jumanji? Yeah, they're going into the rock band game, and they have to, like, actually play their instruments. But, like, you know, because I think it'd be, like, a fun gag where they're like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't know this was what it'd be like. We're actually on stage. I don't know how to play the guitar. But then they're, like, just naturally really good at playing guitar. And they're like, oh. I don't know how I'm doing this. And Jacob okay. Baldman does, like, a really cool, like, drum fill solo. And then they, like, meet, like, real-life rock stars, like, in the game. Oh, like, cameos? Yeah, like, cameos. Because, you know, there's, like, the other Oh, like, Slash is in Guitar Hero. Yeah, and, like, there's, like, rock band Beatles and rock band Green Day. Oh, so right, like, right. You know, they meet the Beatles? The rock band, and then they're just like, oi, mate, I'm John Lennon. And then they're like, oh, my God, it's Paul McCartney. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then he, like, leaves. Because <laughs> they, like, don't know anything about And then about Timothy Chalamet just, like, kills Revolution really hard. And yes. they're like... Did you write that? And then that... It's just the plot of yesterday, basically. But with also Green Day and Aerosmith. Yes. Ooh, Rock Band Aerosmith was... Oh, that was Guitar Hero. Oh, okay. We're going to do a cross-promotional. It's both now. Well, it was like Harmonix was like the same company that did them both, Did they really? I don't know. I thought maybe. I thought they were... Because it seemed like they made Guitar Hero games, and then they stopped doing Guitar Hero, and they started making Rock Band. But so then they like made Guitar like Hero World thing. Tour, which was like a response to Rock Band. Oh, that's true. I always thought it was the same company. But and then they made the DJ Hero. I don't know what that was about. I don't know. There's like different colored turntables, I think. Yes. Ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Sorry, we're we'll going to stop our podcast that. to go play DJ Hero right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a quick review when we're back. We couldn't find DJ Hero anywhere. I think they don't make it anymore. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> you gotta go on eBay. So yeah, that's my Rock Band game. The movie. Rock Band, the game, the movie. The game. Live. <laughs> cool. It's gonna be amazing. Just like this next trailer. Downhill. Ooh, this movie looks really good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is all about professional skiers. and No, it's not. Oh. This movie comes out February 14th and is co-directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. They're professional skiers. No, they're not. Oh. They're comedians. Oh. You fool. You're such a fucking idiot. I can't I believe I thought I did John this White was in this movie. Podcast with you. You're so fucking dumb. I can't stand you. Just kidding. Can we still see Hello. Sonic together? See, that's what this movie is like. Like you think <laughs> that they love each other, but really they secretly hate each other. Wow. Just the sometimes. emotional roller coaster that I went on through that experience has really just opened my eyes. Was it like downhill skiing? It was. I've never skied before, but I imagine that's what it's like. This movie stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Will Ferrell, Miranda Otto, Zoe Chow, Zach Woods, and Christopher Hibju. Basically, what this movie does is it takes this like 
family turmoil of this like husband and wife that their relationship with their family is just like going off the rails and like equates it with like downhill skiing. So they're at a ski resort and then their relationship is just like going off the rails. Basically. Well, what happens is there's like a planned avalanche, I guess. Like, I don't, don't know, know if that, that makes is, sense, but, okay. but like the ski resort like has put up signs and like the avalanche comes and everyone's freaking out. And Will Ferrell, the father husband character is like, we're fine. And then he realizes we're not. And he grabs his phone and runs away from his family and leaves them to die. And Julia Louise-Dreyfus is, you know, reasonably pissed. But then they're safe. The avalanche doesn't hurt Yes, because it was safe. So now it's like, oh, now we have to live with, like, knowing that you did that to us. That you, you like, in a life and death die. situation, you would have not chosen your family. When I first saw this trailer, I thought that that was just going to be, like, a gag within the trailer. And I was waiting for it to, like reveal what the overall plot was going to be but then that's like the inciting incident of the movie so it's really kind of interesting like for such like kind of a small moment to like build into such a bigger thing like basically it looks like they're on this vacation to deal with like what happened with Will Ferrell's character's like father passing away and then this little moment is just gonna like set off this avalanche basically like there's a lot of the imagery of them being at a ski resort and like the avalanche and downhill skiing like all of that is very like on the nose like pointing towards like this is what it's like it just takes like a little bit and everything just kind of goes to shit but it also looks like it's going to be a lot of fun or like fun to watch you know like it looks like it's going to be funny yeah and i'm kind of like you're kind of like rooting against every character too like kind of one of those fun like black comedies where you're like wow everyone's kind of an asshole and i'm just like they're all just kind of getting their just desserts because they're all kind of being like shitty to each other in different ways. I feel like, I I don't know, this trailer didn't really make me feel like against Julie Williams Dreyfus' character. Not really, but you definitely like feel like she's kind of taking it, like she's going to take it farther than it needs to be taken. You know what I mean? Like I feel like mm. they're each going to kind of take this little thing and just burrow down into it and like be totally separate when they could just like have a conversation and be like fine you know that's true communication is key that's just a life lesson you can take that with you that one's free but Tormund Giant's Bane is in this movie oh yes from Game of Thrones and so is um the guy that was in Silicon Valley yes Zach Woods he's also in the office yes but I was going with an HBO thing oh okay and Miranda Otto's on Sabrina also on HBO HBO, no it's on netflix whoops and zoe chow is in this movie too i already forgot what i told you she's from don't know but you see her she's on netflix too on living with yourself i remembered and julia louis dreyfus was on hbo there's the hbo and will ferrell um he's gotta be on something on hbo right well he's friends with danny mcbride okay who's all over hbo perfect but this movie, what, we learned that it's like actually a remake of like a Swedish or Norwegian or French film. I don't yeah. know. We didn't do too much research. So kind of like really know. The Upside. Oh, yes. Where it's like an Americanized adaptation of this foreign film. But I didn't... Or like um, Cold Pursuit. Yes. He, the director of Cold Pursuit, also directed the it's original also the version. American version. Yeah. But this will be a trick because like the American, like Matt Faxon and Jim Rash are directing it and they wrote the new screenplay for it. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll be in t- like a direct adaptation, but it's definitely inspired by this idea of like a family at a ski resort has like internal trauma, mm-hmm. basically. And it looks really fun, but it also looks like it could be like this could ha- really happen. Like it looks realistic. Yeah. It doesn't look like too far fetched. Yeah, and it's definitely like a black comedy, mm-hmm. which are like, comedies that mm-hmm. I enjoy, but my yeah. dad doesn't. Oh, well, sweet. he he does, but he doesn't know he does. Like, he saw one called The War of the Roses, and he didn't like it. But then, like, we've gone to black comedies together, and he's enjoyed them. But then I tell him that's a black comedy, and he goes, no, I don't like black comedies. That's like War of the Roses. I didn't like that one. (laughs) I don't like one black comedy equals I don't like black comedies. Yes. Steve. Come on, man. You're better than this. (laughs) But I think he is interested in downhill, and so am I. (laughs) It looks fun. And I'm like really interested to see Julie Louise Dreyfus. I don't remember the last time I saw her in a movie. Julie Louise Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, I think, are going to be 
have great chemistry and like just bounce off each other mm-hmm. really well. Well, maybe not good chemistry because they're kind of like, like not supposed good, to in like, the movie, but like they're antagonistic. Gonna, yes, they're going to work really well together, I think, and play really off well other. against each other. Well, you won't see Julia Louis Dreyfus in the movie, but she's also she's voicing the mom in Onward. The Pixar movie that's coming out. Oh. So you'll hear her again in the movie later this year. We haven't preview-reviewed that one. No, so it doesn't exist yet. Forget I said that. Whoops. They can't see that. <laughs> For the listener at home, Tyler just waved his hands around the microphone as if to cast a forgetful spell. Well, now I have to do it again, because now they know that they got spelled. It's happening again! again. <laughs> Save yourself. Forget that. Save yourselves as we move on to the next trailer. The last trailer of the episode, The Photograph. This movie also comes out on February 14th, directed by Stella Meggie, who previously directed the film Everything Everything, and stars Issa Rae, Lakeith Stanfield, Chelsea Peretti, Calvin Harrison Jr., Jasmine Cephas Jones, and Lowell Howery. This movie this is definitely the worst one we've talked, we have slated on this episode. It's interesting well, it's because the, trailer. the first time I saw this trailer... I thought it was going to be something more than it actually was. Because you see Issa, and you see Lakeith, and, and then you go, Lil they... Rel pops up, and you're like, ooh, a funny, like, but also, like, well-acted, like, They all film. have gravitas that they bring to a film. And then also, the film goes back and forth between two different timelines, which is also a thing that, like, films with gravitas yeah. do. And the more you go on, you're, like, waiting for the twist. Like, okay, when is this, like, just cutesy romance movie gonna become something more but it never does and being disappointing might be one of the greatest sins a movie trailer can commit yeah it just kind of keeps going keeps going and you're waiting for like what the big thing is but it just kind of is your random generic romance film i mean it looks cute the two actors could be literally anybody else on like you and me the hallmark channel and it would be, like, its own, like, direct-to-TV movie. Yes. Like, it just doesn't make sense why, like, these actors are doing this film. And now I see Chelsea Peretti's in it. She's not in I'm the very trailer. very confused. Kelvin, Kelvin Harrison Jr. is not in the trailer. But he's fresh off a previewee nomination. I know. This is what he's choosing to do? Is it time to take the previewee back? Basically, what it looks like this movie is about is, like... Issa Rae is the daughter of this photographer, and now the photographer is getting like this exhibition or whatever. Like, it looks like the I thought it was her exhibition. No, she's just the daughter of the photographer. Oh, I thought the, the mom is the photographer and has all these photographs, mm-hmm. and like Issa Rae feels like she only knows her mom through her photos because it looks like they didn't have that good of a relationship when she was alive. Yes, yes, yes. I thought so. That's what I was saying. I thought Issa Rae was putting on the exhibition no, for her mother. No, Lakeith is putting on the exhibition. Of the mom's photography, and Issa Rae's like, ooh, oh. this is my mom. And I I'm thought like, he was just like a reporter. Well, I think it's something like that. It's, uh, I don't, see, I don't even know. I, I and don't, then they're I don't friends with Lil Rel. And it keeps going back and forth to like these cute scenes of Her mom Issa Rae's mom being in love with this dude. And I'm like, I have no idea who the mom is, and I don't know who this guy is. I don't know why I'm supposed to care about them. But in she scene. writes her letters and addresses them, Mame. And it's like, mm, Mame. I love people, but I don't know if I love this man. Does he love me? He let me get away. But, like, so I'm confused on the chronology. Like, did she have the daughter and then, like, give up the daughter? Maybe she's writing letters to her future daughter. And just knew she was going to name her May? I don't know if her name is May. Maybe that's just, like, a cute pet name. Oh, I think her name's May. I don't know. I didn't look at the name of the character. But then Lakeith has, like, all these dopey little one-liners of, like... Lakeith's name was weird, too. It was, like, Barry Block or something like that. Yeah, the last name is Block. I don't know what the first name is, but... I don't know. Also, he gets a last name, but Issa Rae does not get a last name, so I don't know what that's Her about. name is Mai May. My first name, May And, I don't know. It's and it's just... all about Lakeith trying to, like keep this relationship he it looks like he goes back and finds the dad and is like what happened and the dad's like i shouldn't have let her go you shouldn't let her go either like trying to teach lakeith how to like be a better boyfriend to his estranged daughter which is kind of an interesting dynamic yeah and lakeith is like continually having these same talks with Issa Rae, and she's like i don't want to lose you because i don't know how to love you or like all these like mm-hmm. cheesy little one-liners or whatever and, like, 
I need to pray for willpower because this seems too hot and sexy right now. Mm, yeah, and there's and I know what you did just, when the lights turned out. Yeah, this is definitely just like an entire like film budget's excuse to like shoot multiple sex scenes with Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. Mm, do you think we'll what? Do you know what this movie is rated? Is it PG thirteen or R? It's probably R. Do you think we'll get Lakeith Butt? I hope we get Lakeith Butt. Mm. All the best actors. Show butt. Sometimes dong. Tommy Weasel. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. That um, good Tommy butt. Yeah, like, the cast is great, and I almost want them to be doing, like, a fun, like, rom-com. And I don't know why they're doing this instead. I don't That's know. my main takeaway. It's away. an intriguing film. I would want to take this cast and put them into, like, an entirely different script, and it'd be amazing. And I don't know why they're choosing to do this story hmm. together. Maybe it is better than the trailer's letting us know. Hmm. I don't know. This movie, I feel like, maybe. Well, I feel like with that title, too, it's just so generic. Like, everything about it just seems basic, 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 except the cast. So I'm like, this isn't matching up with the I also like the soundtrack of the movie. It, like, draws you in. Like, of the trailer. I can't even remember it. Well, it drew me in. Okay. But other than that, yeah, it does look pretty basic, but I want it to be more. Yes. So maybe I'll see it, hoping it's more, and then realize it was it wasn't, and then the movie. I think this will also could be just be like Issa Rae, like Keith Stanfield being like, "Yeah, like Issa Rae, like I just shot Lovebirds with Kumail Nanjiani, and that comes out later this year, and I had a fun time with that." And the Keith was like, "Hey, I just like finished Knives Out and Uncut Gems; those were fun, like cool projects." And they're like, "Oh shoot, I need a January paycheck." February. That's true. Maybe well, they probably got their paycheck in January. They probably got their. I don't know how. Actors get paychecks, actually. So I'm not going to say <laughs> probably to any of this. So yeah, that's the photograph. It looks fine. We'll let you know if we see it. We'll review it. Are you going to go see it? Maybe. I don't know if you would go see it. Hmm. I don't know if I'll go see it. Hmm. Well, you saw Like a Boss. so That's true. <laughs> all bets are off. And I if saw I... Doolittle. So, you know, if we can see yeah. those pieces of poo... We can see. Maybe we can see this piece of love. Opening night, we'll go. Double feature. Photograph, and then we'll see Downhill another time. (laughs) That would not really be the order I would want to see the movies (laughs) in. I guess it's what we're doing now. (laughs) Well, Ryan, let's play one more game to wrap up this episode. Okay. We're talking about the photograph. No doubt, we keep staying for the Easter Ray are going to be a classic movie couple to go down for the ages. Love birds. Um, no, that's the other Issa Rae movie. That movie's not out yet. Yeah, you have to wave your hands. We haven't previewed it. Sorry, we haven't previewed it. it. Forget, um, forget. But we are going to play a game where we're going to make um, some lovely poetry because it is Valentine's Day. Well, it will be. Well, it's like a themed episode because three of the movies we talked about come out on Valentine's Day. So this wow. is now the Valentine's episode. And because Congratulations. Of that, we're going to write some poetry and we're each going to give each other some classic film Couples. Okay. Two lovebirds from the past of mm. film. And we'll write a haiku about their love and their connection with one another. Okay. So I think about your sweethearts. Okay, so I'm giving you a couple. Yes. That you don't know, and then you're going to have to make a haiku on the spot. Yes. But then that is also going to happen to me, so I can't be too like, <laughs> because it's going to turn right around on me. Yes. Okay, okay, I understand. Okay, who's going first? You go first, I go first? Sure. I said both, and you said yes. You go first. I don't have mine yet. Okay, so we want like a classic romance couple, or can it just be like a fun couple? What do you think? Anybody that falls in love, if they kiss on screen, it's a definite. Or if there's like romantic tension on screen, they're a candidate for this. Okay. Hmm. So, I'm going to give you. The Parents from Spy Kids. Ooh, that's good. Antonio Banderas, and I don't remember her And his wife. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Tyler's currently counting out words on his fingers. It's good. Use your manipulatives. It's a 575-syllable poem structure. He has to make it perfect. The audience waits with bated breath. All right. OSS agents attacked at their own wedding still raised kick-ass kids. 
Wow, you did, did you it. remember they had... That's they their backstory. at their own wedding. But they could still I don't know great. why. They never because really explained it. Because the villains were there. <laughs> but it's a very cool... The opening sequence to Spy Kids is actually really cool, where she's in the elevator. The opening trilogy of Spy yeah, Kids is all, actually very cool. I haven't seen the Joel McHale one, but who knows? Alright, Ryan. Your first movie couple is... I don't remember her name... But Nicolas Cage and the woman that he loves in National Treasure. Ooh, the blonde chick that yes. looks... Is she the same girl from Inglorious Bastards? Because she looks like her. I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. I'll Google her name just in case you need her for syllable purposes. Oh, it's Diana Kruger who stars as Abigail Chase. Abigail Chase. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. Diana Kruger was in Inglorious Bastards, right? The name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, it is. I knew it. The one, not not Shoshana, but the actress. Okay. Bridget von Hammersmith. Okay, got it. Abigail and Nick steal the declaration. Oh wait, no, it's will steal the declaration <laughs> and each other's hearts. Wow, beautiful. Abigail and Nick will steal the declaration and each other's hearts. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. Okay, Tyler, your next movie couple to make a haiku about is the woman who's having an affair with the guy at the beginning of Psycho when they're in the hotel room. Oh my god. (laughs) What? (laughs) What am I supposed to do with this? I don't know. But they're iconic and they popped into my head. Wait, she the girl that gets killed in the shower, right? Yes, that's her. She's the one who asks for the money, and it's a big repairing. Okay, and they have, like, no... Okay. And he flushes a toilet or something, which is, like, big, because it was the first toilet And they have, like, no importance to the plot or, like, anything else about them. Do you want to do Norman and his mother instead? (sighs) Because we could do that. But you gotta choose a psycho couple. Fine. Um, Okay. Here's the haiku. Okay. She has so much cash. She does. Who is this man she is meeting? She's meeting. Yeah. She who is, is meeting. This, no, who is this man she's meeting? Meeting. Okay, okay. Oops. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Yay. That's a good one. You did it. Okay. Hmm. I'm giving you a classic Disney couple. Okay. Ariel the Little Mermaid and Prince Eric. Okay, here we go. She doesn't have voice. He still wants to kiss that mouth. You could have just said kiss the girl for like... Nope, kiss that mouth. reference, but... Okay. Now they are married. I like it. He still wants to kiss that mouth. <laughs> I still want to kiss that mouth, baby. Okay, Tyler, for your final couple, we are going to go with Han Solo and Leia Organa. Aww. Love birds. Divorced. Okay, here we go. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Smuggler and princess in love. Ooh. Also boned offset. <laughs> oh, nice. Real life. Chemistry, real life romance. Yes. Bring it in. Alright, the next movie couple, or the la- your last one. Aww. So make it count. Got it. This movie couple that you'll be haikuing their love is Katie Heron and Aaron Samuels from Mean Girls. That's Lindsay Katie Lohan and... and Wait. That other dude that host Cupcake Wars now. Yeah, but did, did they get together? Yeah, they fall in love. Yeah, but like not until the end. Okay, we'll make it work. That's like the point of the movie. The point of the movie is to take down Regina... But then also, like, empower everyone by breaking the crown. Their love interests just make the fucking haiku already. Okay, okay. Oh, shit. Tyler's got a gun to my head. I have to make this haiku. Make the haiku, Murray. You get what you fucking deserve. A nice haiku. Okay, okay, okay. Um, If you want to sub out, you can also haiku Janice Ian and Kevin DePore. No, I've got this. (laughs) The G is silent when he walks in the door. Making love to your woman on the bathroom floor. Hey, what day is it? Your hair looks sexy 
pushed back. He hosts Cupcake Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's I didn't so know good. where to go with the last line. I couldn't think of another five-syllable famous Katie and Aaron phrase. I love it. It's perfect. Thank you. Um, well, that was fun. And now I don't die, so that's also fun. Yes, the haiku is satisfactory, and I'll put my gun away. Thank God. <laughs> All right, Ryan, well, that's the end of the episode. But before we go, which movie that we talked about today is your favorite? And my favorite? Which trailer that we talked about today? Oh, okay, 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 okay. And which movie that we talked about are you most excited to see? Okay. Hmm. I think I'm most excited to see Birds of Prey. Nice. And I think The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is my favorite trailer. (laughs) Both points, Kathy. Nice, I like it. What about you, Tyler? I would say that the trailer that I love the most is Birds of Prey. It's done so well, and I love every part of it. But the movie I'm most excited to see is Downhill, because it just seems like it fits um, everything that I like to see in a movie. I, I almost that type of black gave one of my points to Downhill, but then the trailer was just so good for Birds of Prey that it got me so excited to see the movie. So one yeah. came with the other. Well, well you, congratulations. Way, congrats, Kathy, Kathy and Margot Robbie and the rest of the cast. You did it. We're so excited Woo! to see this movie. And the trailer is so good. I love when... Harley Quinn starts singing along to the song that's playing in the trailer. It's great. And her little, like, cabaret Mm. number. It's so good. Okay. Well, that's the show, people. If you want more of the show, listen next time we post an episode. Or go back and listen to the other 19 episodes that we already have posted. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And preview review. Yes. uh, If you want to know how to spell review, you already fucking know. So just look down at your phone. Okay, bye. Bye.